You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Do you know we're getting pretty close to 1,000 sips, 1,000 introductions, 1,000. Well, we just 000. passed 800. Oh, I know. We're getting close. So we're still, yeah. It's still a year and a half away. Well, it goes fast, my friend. It goes fast. <laughs> if there's no disruptions. That's, that's true. But unfortunately, somebody keeps disrupting me. Somebody keeps interrupting me all the time. I have this great thought, and somebody I jumps in all who over. That it. is. Well, they're from Ohio, I guarantee you. <laughs> so we're together for we're together for Christmas. We're in Ohio. We're at my my brother and sister in law's, and the whole family is there, and everybody's talking. Everybody's talking over each other. It's chaos. And yes. my wife comes over to me. and She goes, "You're right. We do." <laughs> I, said, I know. It's like you're Italian or something. I don't know. For every Italian I've just offended. That's Italian families. They just tromp right over each other. So, yeah. So, hey, welcome back. It's Wednesday. Welcome to the middle of the week. You've only got a few more days, and it'll be the end of the week. And the next week, it'll be the same thing again. Over and over and over till you die. And then there's no time, and it won't matter. There you go. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope you have a great day. (laughs) Again sometime. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I promised a story. We have already conversed off air, so we know the story. And we've had similar situations. We, we share some of these um, with the choir members. We're going to talk about ministries and disruptions in ministries and all that. So one of the, one of the areas of disruption in ministry is in the choir people in the choir that do things during the service or while they're singing or whatever. Now, we never had a choir. We did for a very short time. Um, it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the that's another was story phenomenal. all by itself. No, another story by itself. But um, I, I, was, I was in some services where a choir member would pick at themselves and then they would eat it. They would pick their yes. nose, and they would eat it. They would pick their ear, and they would eat it. <laughs> they would pick the top of their head, and they would their eat scalp. it. Scalp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dig so, it. Dig uh, it off of between their fingers with their yes. teeth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Stuff like that. And it was I'm telling you, mesmerizing. It was People mesmerizing. Keep their eyes off of them, and they no. wanted to dry heave. It's like looking at a fire. You know, you just can't turn your eyes away. There's a wreck on the highway. You just have to slow down and look how terrible right. it is. And it it wasn't just once. It was repeated. And I'm sure somebody must have had said something to someone at some time, but oh, no. Oh, no. It just kept happening over and over. Oh, my goodness. So now that you've had your breakfast, everyone. <laughs> 
hopefully you're waiting till afternoon to w- listen to this. But oh my goodness! So if you're sitting in the choir, please know that every person in the auditorium can see you when you're singing and when you're not. And if you really want a good laugh, watch online sometime as people sit in the oh, choir. Yes. Oh, oh my yes. word! You you need to be trained. If you're going to be in the choir, you have to be trained on how you should be on the platform. Yeah. You know, if your choir remains on the platform any length of time, you know. Right. Many churches on Sunday morning, the choir's up there in t- their entire time, and sometimes yeah. on Sunday night, maybe half of the service, you know. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, our, our folks, because we use so many people in different multiple ministries, we had gotten mm-hmm. into the habit of, you know, the, the choir come up, the choir does an opener, we sing one hymn, choir sings and then they go down on the very next hymn so mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. does help with the little whenever you get uh crowded with platform space and everything else you don't have to have extra chairs and those kind of things up there but um yeah. you know you do have to there's still some things if anybody comes in late or on the side stare at the preacher or the song leader yes. don't yes. look over there maybe a child's acting up and the parents yes. taking them out and half the choir looks over there and now everyone <laughs> yeah. in the congregation is looking over there you've made it much worse by yes. looking you just have to set your eyes and don't look somewhere else right. you know so it's so yeah. necessary I, I love people in the choir when they roll their eyes. Pastor will say something and they roll their eyes like, oh, brother, you know, or or fall asleep. I've seen choir members fall asleep oh, during yes, services. Yes. You know, maybe they worked all night. I don't know, but they fall asleep and everybody sees it. And if you are not in the habit of it, you're in the choir, watch the service online. Go home and watch it later and watch yourself and see. I found myself, I'm sitting on the platform, you know, and the pastor's up giving announcements or something, and I'm leafing through my Bible or I'm looking for my notes or doing something, and it looks very um, disrespectful uh, that somebody is trying to say something and you're not paying attention. So I've tried to be careful about that. Uh, Same thing, you know, something happens, not jerking your head around and staring. So, um, yeah, the choir can be uh, a ministry of disruption sometimes. Yeah, I was when I was a boy, there was a guy in the choir, and sometimes while the choir was singing, he would be looking at his kids on the first or second row, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he would pull the edge of his belt yes. out of the yes. loop and wave it at them like, you're going to get this. You know, while they're singing, my dad is just like, you got to stop doing that. You know, and the, the guy just didn't, didn't have the sense to not do that, you know. <laughs> I can just see that. <laughs> if he did it today, be arrested. Police would be coming in and hauling him over for child abuse. <laughs> just the thought of it. <laughs> oh, and the choir, I love you. You're awesome. But please be careful that you don't disrupt the service by misbehaving. What other ministries about, have you uh, found to be uh, Well, you know, we've sort of not gotten out of the auditorium service disruption. What yeah. about... Uh, Mike's going bad. You know, this oh, past, as we record, oh, we're in the very beginning of the new year. Our very first Sunday of 2023 yep. was an absolute disaster. <laughs> it was <laughs> almost anything that could go wrong 
could. You know, the internet had gone out, the chairlift hadn't gotten broken, Some a visitor or, you know, individual that hadn't been able to come for a while showed up and wasn't able to go upstairs. It just, um, we couldn't get the, uh, so they said, I'll just stay in the lobby and watch online. They couldn't watch online because the internet oh, was no. down. And then, um, you know, we're showing your video for our missions moment. And uh, you said like maybe ten words, and the computer went out. You know, so uh, you know. And I got up and I said, "Well, come tonight for part two to find out what Pastor Tone said." <laughs> you know, and of course it was, like, it, it was just, it was uh, awful. It was awful. Yeah, Before I got up yeah. to preach, I had to pray. I mean, I prayed in the pulpit out loud for me. Because I was so yeah. exasperated and flustered and frustrated, you know. So, Lord bless you. We had a good good service. I felt yeah. that the Lord was honored and a good spirit was there. But, and I and my message was on mm-hmm. the unity of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I so. know I, there is not a Baptist preacher in this world. And I would say maybe every denomination that doesn't have a love hate relationship with the sound guys and and ladies, audio visual people. We love you. We need you. You're awesome. But when something goes wrong, it goes wrong. And yeah, it's and it wasn't their sometimes. fault at all. It wasn't yeah. their fault one bit. Yeah. But it was yeah. just like oh, kept going on and going and going. On. Uh, since we're on the on a roll, I got to tell you another time the Lord really humbled me. Um, we were. We at Cleveland Baptist, uh, Pastor Folger. Whenever we would have the Lord's Supper, Pastor Folger stayed in the pulpit, and Brother Beaver and I, either side of the Lord's Supper table, would distribute to the deacons to serve. And so this one particular day, Brother Beaver was clanking lids, and he dropped a lid, and you know the the. The uh, serving trays, crack, 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 and, and making all these noises, and and so I'm standing there thinking, oh my goodness, this is getting pretty bad, and so finally we're we're all done. We serve the deacons, and then we take the elements ourselves. And we're standing there, put the lid on the bread stack of trays. It's about fourteen high, you know. Then then on the uh, juice trays. And as I pick the lid up, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, Brother Beaver's really messed this whole thing up. <laughs> the rim, the lip of the lid caught every single tray on the way up that I had. And it went, it was like, it went, like, like the crash of cymbals. And I put the thing on the top and I said, Lord, you're right. I I should be humbled myself, and I shouldn't be thinking ill of my brother oh, as man. I'm getting ready to take the Lord's supper. So, what about the time we when cause the distractions ourselves? What What about the time when Brother Beaver tried to catch the bat that was in the auditorium? Yeah, I wasn't there. I just had come here the first Sunday that I was here. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, the first Wednesday I was gone. Um, they had Lord's Supper and nobody could get in and get the stuff out and everything else, you know. The second uh, week, or maybe it was the other way around, the bulletins didn't get printed for, you know, the prayer sheet didn't get printed for Wednesday nights. And then the third night, the bat 
it was yeah. was loose in the auditorium, and people yeah. were going, "Man, whenever Dan left, this place really fell apart." <laughs> oh man, yeah. That, I sent a disruptions. curse back. It's what I did. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> hey, what about this? Um, I, I was going to say this that um, I, I re- recently was in a church that had a new sound system put in, and uh, very nice, uh, quite expensive, um, and. <laughs> The first solo of the new system, and the mics don't work. The girl sings about the first, you know, verse and chorus. The pastor gets up and says, uh, uh, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! That's not working." When he got yeah. up to say, "Wait, wait, That's wait," the pulp the the pulpit mic was not working. <laughs> <laughs> and the, so finally, the mic comes on, and pastor says, "Hey, we have a brand new sound system. Trying to get the bugs yes. out." You know, Amen. and let's let, let's start over. So they started over, and things were awesome. But he said, you know, everybody's been waiting, anticipating this new sound system. It's going to be awesome. First service doesn't work. Yes. Well, or somebody didn't turn a mic on at some point, oh. and so oh. let's say you've got a quartet or a, a duet, and somebody's mic isn't on. That's where the pastor oh. just, you know, steps oh, up there. Or it. the song director, if he's on the platform, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just have to step back up and say, excuse me, excuse me. These folks have practiced so well, and, and the blend right. is so beautiful. Uh, we just don't, you, you know, we want to do it justice for all of the yeah. work that is put into this song. Let's make sure all the mics are on. And, you know, if you need to test it before you, you know, hello, hello, you know, testing yeah. one, two. Okay, good. We're going, Amen. Don't worry, ladies or whoever's up there. Don't worry. Just we'll start all over again, and yeah. I know you receive a blessing. You try to, you try to take that on yourself. You don't get up there and go, "What's the matter with you guys?" Because it may not be them. You don't. You yeah. don't start insulting people or you know giving somebody the the skunk eye like what you said. You know, you, you just yeah. we should take it on ourselves and say, "I am yes. so sorry." Folks, we want to do the best for the Lord. I apologize. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to get this all figured out. Is there something we need to do up here? You just, just yep. step in, get it, get it taken care of, and don't make it an issue to make somebody look bad because yeah. you've just ruined the service if you've done that. I did this uh, years ago. We had several young people that were working in the sound booth, and they just didn't get it, and they didn't understand. So I called him in on a Saturday. I said, we're going to have a sound booth, booth meeting. And I said, I want to I want to help you guys. I want to show you something. So I brought him in. I said, okay, you guys are going to give the announcements. Here's the bulletin. I want you to go on the platform, and I want you to give the announcements. And so they stepped up to the mic, and the mic wasn't on. They stepped up to the mic, and I started making it ring, you know, uh, please come to Bible. You know how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. They got up there, and I started laughing in the back and dropping stuff and carrying on. And I went through all the disruptions that come out of a sound booth sometimes. I said, guys, now you see from my perspective. Now you know where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. And that really did help uh, for them to see how important that was. And I told them, I said, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a 70-year-old, 80-year-old man, and I can't hardly hear and you've got the sound down so low, there's no way he's going to come back and hear yes. this. You can't hear it. Yes. And just different things like that. And I think sometimes it would be good to do some training in that area. For some people, we just kind of oh, get yes. the idea that, oh, yeah, anybody can do that. Well, some of the equipment we have today is pretty high tech. And and some of it's very sensitive. And sometimes we get people back there that want to re-engineer the whole board after a professional has come in and engineered it. Um 
and and we mess things up or somebody gets in there to practice and they mess things up and the sound guy doesn't know or the sound lady doesn't know um that can be a nightmare when people get in and mess with the equipment and you don't know it so some things to guard right some things to guard if you if you have an open sound system in other words something that isn't locked um you ought to have some um you ought to have some kind of covers right. that are over all of your settings. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, especially with your amps and preamps and all of those things to where somebody can't accidentally change. Because you could come in on Sunday morning, get ready to do your sound check. The board's fine, but somebody messed up all the preamps and amps. And those yeah. are set. Usually they're tuned by professional and by, you know, equipment Mm-hmm. that will tune and everything it isn't just something you tune by ear so you know try to try to have some of those things ready but you're yeah. right you can, you can run into yeah. those things and it's it's really rotten how and about me, somebody who's belligerent in church they don't like what okay. you're saying mm-hmm. and now they're belligerent and making some kind of a scene yeah let me say this before i go into that sound men um if you run in two minutes before the service and set oh, up your amen. sound booth and something goes wrong, that's your fault. Get there a half hour, an hour early, check it all, make sure it works, you know, start the music, everything, get there early and do that. Uh, belligerent, um, yeah, to be honest, I've never had that situation. I've never had that. Um, I mean, besides your family. Besides my family and my deacons, uh, the ushers and the nursery workers. Other than that, I've never had anybody really belligerent. It's been an hour. Sit down. <laughs> or they just start bringing the babies back into the auditorium for their mothers. <laughs> I did have a preacher one time that preached over an hour and a half. And my nurture worker said, if you ever invite him back again, we'll quit. <laughs> it never came back. Um, yeah, I, I know that I've been in services where that did happen. Uh, I was, again, at Cleveland Baptist where uh, Dr. Thompson had you know told a guy that he would read any passage of the Bible, and the guy had to give oh, him $1,000 yes. if he read the passages Atheist. that he put out. Atheist. Atheist. There, yeah. Yeah, and he did, and then the guy stood up, and about four guys going about 250, 300 pounds, six foot plus, walked over uh, next to the guy and behind the guy. My brother-in-law put his hand on the guy's shoulder and said, sit down immediately, and the guy sat down. Um, that's one way to handle it, you know, some mm-hmm. big brutes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have to have somebody move to that situation. I think as a pastor, you can't, you can't be flustered. Uh, you have to take control of that situation. You may have to stop the service for a few moments and take care of that. Uh, but you can't let that go on for sure. And, uh, today, if somebody gets like that, you may need to, you may need to empty out the auditorium, sadly. Um, you just don't know. So that's. Not happened to me a lot, but I have seen situations where that's happened. How about you? Well, it's happened to me about two, three times, or wow. outside disruptions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, not yet with anybody who is sitting in the service and through the message, then begins right. to make a real bad disruption. But uh, we have had to call the police, and you have every right to ask somebody to leave. You yep. know, it's private property. You have every right to ask them to leave. And if they do not leave, you can call the police and the police mm-hmm. can help usher them out. So right, um, right. if we had to do that in the middle of a service, we would just, 
you know, I'd stop preaching and say, mm-hmm. all right, let's come and sing, and we're going to call the police and ask this gentleman to leave. Let's all, you know, I right. think we can all sing louder than he can shout. Let's sing to the Lord. We're not going to be singing antagonistically toward him, but we're going to sing our voice to God because no matter what, what kind of blasphemy may be coming out, we're going to praise God for what. You, so, mm-hmm. you know, if you had to do that, fine. You know, we had mm-hmm. a situation where we actually had a a uh, a woman who was uh, uh, demonic possessed, and uh, we had to deal with the situation. And and during the Sunday school hour with her, mm-hmm. and she just got worse and worse. And so, unfortunately, we had to call the police at the beginning of the service. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I went ahead and. You know, when I got up to the platform, they had already sung one song, and and I said, we need to pray. And so I just prayed for probably about five minutes or so and claimed the blood of Christ. And, you know, Mm -hmm. while I'm doing that, the woman's just shrieking and screaming in the back, you know, in in our lobby area because it just, you know, it it was just— uh, and and the lady and uh, eventually the police came and they they escorted mm-hmm. her away, and mm-hmm. then we had another instance where I was halfway through giving the announcements, and a gentleman came in and walked and sat down in the back row, and after like five or ten minutes, the police came in looking for him with their guns yeah. drawn, nice. and so he had gone in the restroom, you know, one of the restrooms in the back. And, I mean, they came in with their guns drawn. Nobody else is seeing what's going on. Like you said, you're on the right. platform, you're watching this, and, and I'm starting to go, uh, and, um, uh, uh, I mean, I completely lost my place of where where I was headed whenever I'm watching everybody, you know, here's yeah. three, four cops coming in with their guns drawn looking for that guy and let him yeah. out in cuffs. He had tried to steal a car from a car lot you know, that's not too far away, and it had snowed, yeah. and the tracks came right to our door, you know, so uh, very yeah. easy to figure out. But those yeah. things are going to happen. You just try to yep. try to handle it as best you can. Absolutely. Um, know this, that your pastor sees every movement in the auditorium. He sees every flinch. He sees every head scratch. He sees every, you know, getting after your child. P- pastor sees all of that. It catches our attention very quickly, at least mine. At least mine. Other oh, guys yes. might be oh, oblivious yeah, to it, but oh, yes. oh man, oh, yes. I see it all. What about this? Uh, the person who asked for this asked about dealing with bus kids coming in. Um, churches maybe starting a bus ministry, and mm-hmm. you know the 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 conflict that can be sometimes between bus kids and church kids. And we hate to make that distinction, but there there is a distinction there sometimes, and we've worked with that both of us. And uh, what can a church do to help? remedy some of those disruptions that may happen you have to figure out uh, you know are is the tail going to wag the dog you know or is the dog going to mm-hmm. wag the tail um mm-hmm. you know it, it goes to your whole philosophy of running a bus ministry if you do mm-hmm. uh, we have always taken the philosophy of uh, we're not going to make we're not going to run 30 kids 30 good kids off of a bus because of one or two bad ones we'll run the one or two bad ones off before we lose the 30 good kids and so um you know you just there's some things it's a learning time a training time we have done so many things over the years you can have a bus kid service if you want to Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a time that all of the bus kids sat like on the first six or eight rows at cleveland baptist and then 
that was too much, so they sat in the back six or eight rows, you know, so they wouldn't be as much of a distraction, you know, while they're learning to sit. Uh, We had done things where visitors, you know, like maybe the first four times that you're in church and you're a teen, you stay uh, back in, in the class for a teaching time before you go in the auditorium to to eliminate maybe somebody who doesn't know how to behave in church but there's mm-hmm. many things that you can do but you mm-hmm. do need to try to try to be aware and you probably need to preach on a sunday night to your congregation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. look you know you don't understand don't don't get angry at these kids you know i mean mm-hmm. i have had i have had boys and girls sit down with me and say Every morning I wake up, I'm afraid because there's a different man in my house. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of that. You know, it, people want to, you know, brag on their immorality and things, but right. but the fear of a little boy or girl, seven, eight years old, you know, yeah. who's just getting up to eat breakfast and there's some guy there. You know, yeah. They've never seen him before. They don't know who they are, you know, and yeah. he spent the night with their mom. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a scary thing. The things that these kids have to deal with day in and day out, uh, we really need to have compassion. But at the same time, they need to learn, okay, this is what we do because of God. We try Mm -hmm. to do our best and behave our best for God. Mm -hmm. I will tell you this, that the Bible says, suffer the little children to come unto me. And our church has had a bus ministry for 30 three years, 32 years. We lost our bus ministry during and post-COVID. We have started it back, and there's been some response, but it's not what it was for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know, I notice a difference in our church. There's a different spirit. There's a different uh, tempo. Um, I, I don't know what word to use, but it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Those kids add something to the church. It's, it's a lot of hubbub. It's a lot of noise. It's a lot of almost confusion sometimes, but it was awesome, and I miss it. And I will say that if you're going to have a bus ministry, you have to have rules in place, and you need to broadcast those rules repeatedly, almost on a weekly basis. Oh, yes. When the teacher stands up, you be quiet. When this Mm -hmm. happens, you do this, and these are the rules. And then you need to have the same response to any child in that room, whether it be a, a regular church member's child or a child Amen. that rides on the bus, you can't Amen. treat them differently. They yes. are the same people. If you start to distinguish, okay, the bus kids are gonna don't say that. You know, if you rode on bus, you know, say that. You start discriminating, you start segregating, you're gonna have problems because those church kids will start thinking, well, I'm better than them. I'm not one of them. You know, and um, and sometimes vice versa. Some of the bus kids will start thinking, well, you know, I can get away with stuff because I'm riding on a bus. You have to be careful that you don't, you know, divide. And then I would say this, that you're going to need more people involved interacting with children in the service Amen. if you have a bus ministry. Amen. You're going to have to have an adult between every three or four kids. And here's the problem. Everybody wants to sit behind those kids and get mad at them when they start messing around. Go sit with those kids. Yes. You don't have to be a trained professional to sit between some kids. And if they up, get disruptive. Excuse me, and you sit down, scoot over, and you sit right, right. in between the two that are causing Abs- a problem. Yep. 
Absolutely. Divide and conquer. You separate them out and you've got to you've got to be able to see the situation happening and move towards the problem. Thank you Bill Marks for that advice. That was a good one. Move to the problem and uh, have that in place before you start bringing those bus children into the service. And like you said, I think I would start bringing just a few in at a time. Have one bus come in each Sunday or have you know, one class of children come in and sit in for part of the service. Because let's face it, kids today don't know how to sit through a program like that. Mm -hmm. They're not made to. They're not made to in school. They're not made to at home. And they don't know. And you're going to have to train them what it is to be in a public setting and in a forum where someone is speaking. Don't get upset with those kids when they first come in and don't understand what to do. They've not been to church, many of them. And they don't have good discipline in their home sometimes. So they're not going to know what to do. They need a ton of love. I'll tell you that. That's yes. the key. You got to love yep. on them and they got to know that it's sincere. So Amen. That's the best yeah, So also, um, you want to bring in age appropriate kids. I think it's unwise to bring in kids under sixth grade in the auditorium from bus mm -hmm. ministry unless, unless maybe you have a few and you don't have a lot. Uh, you know, but if you're running two and three and four buses, you know, they're, mm -hmm. I think it's uh, more advantageous, not because we don't want them around, but I think it's more advantageous for us whenever we are able to um, uh, meet their needs. And so that's a good training time for what mm -hmm. we'd call a, you know, children's church or junior church program. Uh, that's a good opportunity for kids to learn how to sit in church and be reminded, hey, when you get this age, you're going to be going upstairs. You're going to be sitting with everybody else, so you need to learn mm. how, how church actually is. So, Absolutely. Wow, we could go so much longer. That's uh, about 26 minutes, my friend, and we try to keep it around 20. So we have some folks that ask us, why don't you go longer? And sometimes we do. Sometimes we can take it out as long as you want. But uh, this yeah, is a good drive time. When Simon Legree in Canada allows us mm -hmm. to go a little bit longer, we do that. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, that's what we do. But uh, somebody tries to stay to a format. Somebody tries to stay regulated. But oh no, oh no, somebody just tromps over them. <laughs> hey, I'm 62. I try to stay regular. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast brought to you by Brand Buds, <laughs> your friends. <laughs> Sprinkle a few Cheerios on, and you've got yourself a hearty meal. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Hey, I have to say this. Uh, we mentioned a number of weeks ago, uh, we talked about a gentleman from Cleveland who you said, if I say Dick, you say, and I said, the brick. And uh, Dick the brick was just with us this past week. Awesome. And uh, he came to see his son, Mike, and Jackie, daughter-in-law, and the grandkids. But um, they're, they're remodeling a house, and uh, they, didn't have, they didn't have room for him yet. And so he stayed with us. We had a great time. Oh, that's great. And I, I was telling him the story about the podcast. So uh, great guy. That's so, awesome. It was good to have him back in our home. Good guy. Yes. Well, from, uh, from the uh, balmy St. Thomas, Ontario, where it's overcast and gray. Surprise, it's winter. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, gone from a really comfortable temperature yesterday to freezing cold today. Welcome to our world. Really? Wow. Yeah, hard to believe. Hey, I got this cool thing. I got to send you the pictures. So a few weeks ago, 
uh, it'd be a number of weeks ago now, we had minus 30 degree temperatures and winds that were 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. And down at Lake Erie, there is a pier in Port Stanley. And some of you have seen it on the news, uh, maybe heard about it. Um, the, the water coming up out of the lake in spray and rain and all that, with the snow and with the with the cold, made these incredible ice sculptures of the mm. pier. There's a gate down there and some lampposts. It's it's kind of eerie. It kind of looks ghostish. I will send you the pictures later. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. And if you if you contact me, I'll send them to you. But uh, I think I posted I posted with Ruthie uh, uh, some on my Instagram account. <laughs> and uh, if you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook, please do that. Uh, I have that. Brother Wolven uh, doesn't like people and doesn't like to communicate with them, so he doesn't. But uh, he he's got a fan I'll, base I'll tweet now. At that's, you. Tweet him. Tweet him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so follow along, get some great stuff. So uh, from the balmy St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, I'm Al Stone, and I'm glad to be with you today. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. It was 60 degrees yesterday, and I think it's going to be in the low 50s as a high today. So I'll mm. take that any day of the week. So there amen for that. Um, there you go. It, it, the sun has broken through, so I'm Ooh. happy about that. But yeah. Uh, please make sure you give us a balmy, sunny rating or mm, review yes. and a cheery, uh, you know, nice, uh, nice comments. So yeah. it'll make our day because we if know brother, we make yours. Even if Brother Wolven has said something to slander you or to, you know, impute your character, uh, please be kind to us uh, because impugned. there's another guy here. Impune, yes. sorry, yeah. impune, yeah. impune. Uh, yeah, please uh, be kind because there's yes. one nice guy on here. Okay, there you go. That's right. And and if you start talking when I'm talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna chew you out from the pulpit. <laughs> hey, I'll I you out of here this time. <laughs> I know it's kind of nice. I wasn't gonna say who a are word. you. I was just saying, am I allowed to talk now? <laughs> who wait, are you? <laughs> wait and say you're on the air now. Now. This is Tim Talks. We're nuts, and so are you. That's why you're listening. We'll be back on Friday. We're going to talk about individual disruptions, individuals that disrupt, or disruptions between individuals. We're going to look at that on Friday. Join us, would you? This is the Tim Talks, number one in your household today. Join us again. Have a great day, eh? This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your host, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.